0: Is episodes once a week not enough for you? Or are you looking for more technical information from the Mixing Music Podcast? Well, guess what? Now you can. You can subscribe to our exclusive content and triple the amount of episodes that you get access to. That's right. Instead of the free once a week episodes, you get three episodes a week for only $4 a month or $40 a year. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash
1: exclusive to get access to those episodes now.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Mix of Music podcast. I'm your host DK, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host. L- let's get jiggy with it, Lou. You know
2: what? Let's let's
0: let's let's get jiggy with it. <laughs> Lou. Let's get jiggy
2: with it. <laughs>
0: let's get jiggy with it, comma, Lou. <laughs> All right, so, you know, you know, the importance of commas in in written language is just so funny to me.
2: You know, my favorite, my favorite update on uh, Apple's, uh, you know, iPhone products is uh, Siri now automatically punctuates everything for you, uh, which I've noticed a lot of people's messaging has suddenly become a lot more readable and less confusing when there's like uh, in, in previous messages they've sent me no commas or periods where it's just one long sentence and you just kind of have to understand
0: It'd be they, crazy sometimes. Thank
2: you, the Apple, grammar, for, a solu- uh, for finding a solution.
0: <laughs> I love it when like a comma totally changes the meaning of things. Yes. I'm trying to think of an example right now. But mm. like... Uh, <laughs> 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 so, so, for example, like, don't touch, comma, children is saying, mm. don't touch, children. children? Don't touch yeah. it. Don't touch it. And talking to the child. Don't touch... Talk- children but then no comma don't touch children is it's very like, different that's extremely very good. different A very different uh importance of a comma sorry that took a second for me to think of <laughs> but don't touch children so like i have to tell my kids don't touch comma children <laughs> my children proper noun or you yes. know, a noun right there yes uh, so. please
2: please always send that to me with a comma please
0: Lou has some of the most cursed voice to text messages I've ever received. That's that a message true. from
2: Machi, and that is That's absolutely true.
0: true. That's true. It's crazy because the voice to text is actually grabbing data from your previous texts and search results. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, and, uh... <laughs>
2: yeah, no joke. Uh, I think Siri has learned a lot about Pokemon in the recent months um, because I noticed I went on eBay and I typed in the letters UMB and it. Spelled Umbreon, which is not in the English dictionary. There you go. Um, and I was like, "Oh, great! It now will uh, autocorrect me on Pokemon." There you, <laughs> like, go, there you go. Great.
0: So, uh, on that note, let's get into today's episode. We're going to talk about um, the difference why you may or may not want to invest in a commercial location if you've been working from home. Um, what the value of booking Mm -hmm. a studio is. Or
2: why you might want to just go home.
0: Yeah, why you might want to stay home. And this is we're not really arguing towards one or the other. I think that we're going to explore some ideas and reasonings why one might be better for you. Again, the purpose of this episode is to help you figure out a way to become more efficient, become a better artist, to be more productive, um, and uh, potentially earn more money.
2: And And to be honest, I kind of like this idea because one thing I'm just realizing right now is DK we're in your home working uh it evidently works and uh I have an office for very obvious reasons to us as to why I don't like taking work home you know but this is actually also just
0: pragmatic too like practical like yeah um I save hundreds of dollars, potentially thousands Oh my God, yes.
2: And I even thought about it to myself the other day when we were talking. I'm like, you know, I might want to take this home, but I'm like, but it doesn't make sense to in my case. Yeah,
0: like in your case, there is no place to put the stuff.
2: Exactly. Is, so. so let's kind of get into this episode because I feel like this is actually like just... Especially for anybody, uh, whether you're uh, an intern for a studio and you're like, I can't wait to have my own place. Like, we might shed some light as to why you may not want one.
0: And some things that you need to consider, for example, like zoning laws. Yeah. Um, Employment costs. Yeah. So here it is. Here it is real quick. So first, we're going to talk in the perspective of an engineer or a producer. Yeah. Engineer, producer, which is on one side of the industry versus an artist is another side of the industry there. Oh, yeah. An engineer producer is typically going to make money per hour or per project working for artists. Oh, my God. Yes. And a lot of that marketing and word of mouth is going to be based off, one, the quality of work. And unfortunately, number two is going to be the vibe and the location. Um, Oftentimes, especially in L.A., the higher up you go, part of that is going to include privacy and Mm -hmm. parking. Oh, yeah. uh, Which is usually not an issue if you're not in L.A.
2: You know? <laughs> yeah, uh sorry, L.A. folks. Dude, I could in, in
0: my in my Utah studio, mm-hmm. we could literally park like 20 cars and it's just like no issues and nobody would park on the street because it was just like right next to an empty lot. Yeah, it was great. I had my own standalone building, two rooms that are bigger than a yeah. and tall, tall ceilings with an upstairs storage unit or auxiliary studio and a hallway. That connected everything. For how much a month? It was uh, not including utilities. No, including utilities, about $900 to $1,000 a month.
2: Oh, my God. And it
0: was its own standalone building.
2: I need to move to Utah.
0: It was great. And that was a very, <laughs> that was a very specific situation. I think I was very lucky. Yeah. Um, but um, it, was, it was a wonderful opportunity there. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, okay? If you are making money as a producer or an engineer— You need to consider whether or not the possibility of working from home versus working in a commercial location. I want to talk about the first thing that comes to mind is this is a big thing with my wife specifically. Mm -hmm. And this may be a big thing if you're married or have a a girlfriend that lives with you or if you have, I mean, obviously a family. Or if you you have roommates, if you don't live alone, any situation that you just don't live alone, this might affect you, which is I'm wondering... I'm wondering, my wife said every single time that she saw a stranger come to the front door and she didn't know what was going on, it freaked her out.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's like strangers will come to your house and walk into your house and I don't know if your roommates are just always naked or something like that, that'd be really (sighs) uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, this was something very real I dealt with. I used to live in Alhambra and had like a one bedroom duplex, no shared walls, neighbors, like fully isolated unit kind of thing, which was crazy that, you know, it was a standalone duplex, essentially. Um, But the isolation was actually so good in that space that I could actually operate. The downside is that walking through the front door, the bedroom door was directly to the right and the bathroom could be accessed of one of two ways through the bedroom or through the kitchen. Some people would think that the bathroom is a bedroom door, you know, and they would reach for it and I'd had to like, Rush to stop them before they open the door, and maybe Anna's watching TV, working on her laptop, or something like There was always a sense of discomfort uh, for both of us where it was just kind of like
0: I was going <laughs> to make a joke, but I was going to make a joke, but I then I realized some people would take me seriously. So maybe yeah. I'll make it now with, make that it emphasis. N- with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, or Anna's like filming her OnlyFans content. Yeah, exactly. By seriously. Herself. Yeah. By I the way, guys,
2: <laughs> if you want to go to my OnlyFans, it's onlyfans.com forward slash mastered by Lou. I kid you not, you can go look for it and send me a message once you're there. <laughs> this,
0: um, is, this is true. And I do I recommend you do that. Yeah,
2: it's actually really fun. Um, and you might be able to find me on Feet Finder soon, too. <laughs> for those of you now watching, me and DK just looked at each other and just started giggling. <laughs> um, but no, in in general, like, real, real talk. Like, um, one of the most, uh, I guess, considerable elements that you need to ask yourself if uh, working from home is the right bet for you is do you live alone? and What's your comfortability with strangers in your home? Like, obviously, if you can avoid people you don't know coming in your house, you would. But even if it is somebody you know, having people that are not from your home in your home um, while you're trying to work, it's really hard to like clock in, clock out mentally, you know, because you're always at work and whether the client is there or not. So it's also kind of hard for you to tell your client, um, even though they just left like an hour ago, it's like, hey, can you rebounce that for me? It's like, Oh, I clocked out. It's like it's really hard to say that.
0: Yeah, so number 1 is privacy, number yeah. 2 is separation, which we can go into pretty deeply here. Yeah. Uh, this is emotional separation. Some people are unable to separate um working from home is effective for some people because uh, the situation or the environment does not affect their focus or their ability to focus.
2: Unfortunately, I'm not um, one and of a, them.
0: And a lot of people honestly as well, and this is mostly people that are able to keep things clean. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> the office is typically cleaner, more organized. There's other people working. Um, then uh, this is one of the reasons why in this room, mm-hmm. no kids allowed in this room and it has to be clean for me or else I'm unable to focus and clean enough at the very least yeah um where the living room especially with the kids is just totally chaotic if i tried to work there it's just like not gonna happen yeah um so privacy but at the same time i've also learned that i'm cool as long as there's a door that separates me and my family i actually prefer that because i'm such a super family man so i'd love to take like five to ten minute breaks just kiss my kids and come back to work i'm cool with that and i can stay effective that way um but uh I do remember before when there wasn't as much separation going, taking the time to sacrifice five to 20 minute commute or whatever Mm -hmm. to get to the studio. I'm going to be there, be more dedicated, focused. Nobody's going to bother me. Um, and that's like, there's an actual psychological thing happening where you dedicate environments to different things. Um, so if there's a way that you can do that now working at home here is very practical. I save a lot of money. I have the space to do so. Um, but I know that even if people had those resources, it's still not really feasible. Um, I also want to recognize that I'm just a mixer. People don't come to my house to record vocals. The only times clients ever come over are people that I've known for a while. Yeah. And they only step in just for a moment while I'm here. They never so it's like, and like they know. Like we
2: tend to just go to the studio for like people we don't really know
0: yeah so like first-time yeah. clients typically what i do is then i use the commercial studio to book our first client together
2: yeah because
0: i've never met the dude i don't know him. i don't know on them knowing where i
2: live exactly you
0: know so that's kind of what that is for and and to be fair we are in a great situation well you have two you have a personal commercial location and then we have the studio
2: and we'll jump into the my reasons
0: why yeah, later and, I, and you know? I have i have a this is great because I have a hybrid situation where I have an office at home, which mm-hmm. I actually prefer for my personal work. Yep. And then I also have access to a commercial location. So it's it's the balance there. Um, the third thing that I want to go into is actually um, something that I wish didn't affect the operations as much, which is uh, perception. And, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say clout. But there is a psychological difference happening when a potential client sees you working from your home versus working yes. from an office. For example, yeah. when I first started Cold House Studio, I had very little experience. I honestly didn't know what I was doing. But the fact that I had a location yep. and that looked nice, that was commercial, and that I obviously spent a mon- lot of money every month, not just every month, but a lot of money to build up to begin yep. with, There was this immediate, even though I was only like 22, 23 years old, Mm -hmm. there was this immediate level of trust that these clients had for me where I was able to charge. i when I, when I went from home recording to the office, my income went like three times more specifically because of the location. Yeah. It just, it looked like I knew what I was doing.
2: Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Um, you know, there's obviously cases like Tizio, I um, will say, um, what's his name? Uh, Mike Tucci, uh, his mastering engineer, who both uh, work from home and they're both very successful. Um, but both of them also worked for other artists uh, at other commercial locations and at their homes. You know, they were people that, you know, you went to the client or the client would come to a specific location. They, you know, they never brought them home working from home and being able to work at this level only became uh, a thing after their success. But you know, like in my situation um, I can't work from home. I just, it's virtually impossible in my current situation before it was a little more possible, but even then it was very uncomfortable. Um, but it goes back to the whole idea of like, if you were to be in my shoes where uh, you have a fiance, you guys are basically in like a studio space, right? Where is she supposed to go when there's a client? You know, it doesn't actually, you know, logistically make any sense to work from home, especially if you're um, kind of like me where, you know, I didn't necessarily grow up in a ghetto or anything, but like. I have a lot of friends who did things that you don't technically want to communicate. They do. And because of this, you also know that some people just knowing that something is not that far away and not that hard to get your hands on. You don't want them knowing where you live and where all this expensive stuff is. Um, If you work from home, unfortunately, you know, the risk is if somebody were to break in to steal your stuff, you live there. They're, they're breaking in where you're sleeping to steal your equipment. They probably don't want anything to do with you in that moment. They just want your equipment. If they broke into my studio, I'd feel way safer than if they broke into my home. Um, sometimes the separation is more out of safety for you and your family than it is for anything else, which is why, like DK said, not having somebody come to your house because you don't know them is the most lo- like logical thing you can think. Like, I don't know you. I don't necessarily feel safe or unsafe with you. It's just that I don't know you well enough to trust you knowing my address just yet. Yeah. Um, I don't want you around my kids, my wife or anything. It's not a problem between us. It's just protocol at the end of the day. Now, in my case, that's not really the biggest issue for me. It's that You know, in my place, um, I have my sister who has a newborn kid and that kid needs to sleep all day and night and everything. So I can't necessarily just pick up a call and, you know, laugh out loud all the time. I can't have a client come in and listen to a mix and not want to turn the speakers up all the kids trying to sleep. And I also have my other sister with a two year old who's running around that always wants to be with their aunts and uncles and everything. And, you know, you want to give the kid attention. You don't want it knocking on the door while you're trying to work with the client like Louie, Louie, Louie. Like, you know, it's it's unfortunately it's very distracting for me. And as a guy with like, I don't want to call it severe. I'm sure people have worse ADHD than me, but mine's pretty bad. Um, I need separation to focus. I need separation. I need nobody around me. One of the old rules I had with um, the interns was when I'm working, please don't talk to me because then I will stop doing my job. And if you stop me from making my money, you're officially stopping me from making money. (laughs) Um, so the funny thing is I chose an office that was conveniently, you know, I I didn't specifically look for this, but it was great that it was down the hall from the studio. So like, I have to, you know, take a moment. It's only 30 seconds, but that 30 second walk to the studio is enough for me to say, you know what? I need a mini fridge in my office with water so I don't have to go to the studio, get water, see somebody playing smash and then end up wasting an hour or two playing smash. Yeah. You know, sometimes that separation is so that you can focus more. And sometimes it's because you just don't want people in your house. You know, it's like you said, DK, some people will actually take you a little more seriously if you have a location. That is true. But my office, if you ask anybody that's been there, it's literally just covered in Funko Pops and Pokemon cards and just my mastering rig. And that's it. It's not aesthetic by any means. Like it was built to work so I can work and not be distracted by anything. I chose all black panels so that when I dim the lights, it looks like all you can see is the screen. Like, I don't even see my aesthetic toys or anything because even that would distract me while I'm working.
0: So what I don't want this episode to become is like a flex of us owning commercial locations or other that. If anything, like
2: that. I think we're going to get to a point where we actually deter the idea of getting a commercial studio.
0: Yeah. and And so this is where I want to bring it into play is the idea of when is it not a good time. For example, if you are able to... Like for most people, a lot of people being able to, you know, uh, get a commercial location and pay rent for that commercial location is just not feasible. Mm. Or they're just not in a situation where um, they can see the total benefit from that at this moment. That can, can change.
2: Like, for instance, uh, trying to open a studio right in slow season. You know, like if you, if you already have a hard time going through the slow season working for it also home. depends
0: on the clientele. For example, if it's recording yeah. versus like mixing as well, that's going to be different. Yeah. If it's, and, and what it is that you're doing. And slow season might be different for different parts of the industry and different parts of the world as well. Yeah. Um, so we want, to, we want to basically just recognize where what's happening with you, your weaknesses, your strengths. Um, because at the end of the day, me having the studio here in my home I've created a business where the expectation is that you don't come in, and mm-hmm. if you do come in and say it's because I'm kind, honestly, yeah, um, we don't need to come in. I have a lot of systems in order to navigate around. You know? needing to come in, yeah, audio movers, yeah. and, Zoom, and a lot of my clientele. Kind of, it's normal, yeah, um, and it's really chill. And you know, uh, I mean, putting it in perspective. I'm potentially saving hundreds. I'm definitely saving hundreds, but potentially oh, yeah. saving thousands of dollars working here instead of something that is equal um, somewhere else.
2: Yeah, to be honest, if I could work from home, uh, the hundreds of dollars a month that I pay could be paying for a nicer place.
0: So let's let's talk about this right now. Um, this is interesting. So now let's do some where this is going to take some math here. Sure. But the amount of money, so let's say three times the amount, in a recording situation, I made close to three times the amount of money, maybe even more actually, when I got the commercial location the first time versus mm-hmm. when I was recording from home. Yeah. As a mix engineer now, if I work from a commercial location as a mixer, I probably will not even double. I probably won't increase my income. At all, if anything at all. In fact, there's yeah. a risk that it might go
2: down because the commute would take longer. Not only that, but your cost of operation would be much cost higher than it opera- needs exactly. to be. Exactly.
0: So so now we're going to talk about, so because now versus, so the income versus expenses. So now yeah. let's talk about, now I'm spending however much money a month to upkeep and the utilities, mm-hmm. um, the gasoline it takes to commute, yep. um, parking fees if there are any... Um, there's very little to gain now. There's also opportunity costs that I could be missing as well. For example, like if I have a commercial location, then it's easier to invite friends over, easier yep. to invite random people over, which could be network opportunities that I lose if I work from home. Yep. Um, but that being said, uh, for me personally, at this point in my life, it would not be effective to have a commercial location. If yeah. this is a, if this is an option right now. Yeah. And instead, I have I have we've done. Put in clouds. We've put in tons of acoustic treatment in here. the The room, this room, sounds fantastic um, for what we're doing. We have have tons of bass traps in here as well. Oh yeah. And uh, there's, I've created and maximized the potential of this space, and I'm very comfortable. And it doesn't, it would not help me to get a commercial location. That being said, if I was a recording engineer, it probably would. Yeah. Now there's so it's kind of depending on what you want to do. So you got to have to think about income potential versus expenses because at the end of the day, and and we're not in a financial advice podcast, but I love to talk about finances. Is is the idea of as much as you can? The thing that you need to ma- like the thing you need to lower the most is your overhead. Oh, Businesses yeah. die from too high of overhead. Control your income by controlling your expenses. Oh yeah. So um, what you do is just lower the overhead. So if you do not need a commercial location, if it doesn't help your business or if you cannot figure out a plan, and to be honest, a lot of people just try to jump into it, you you should be able to build a premeditated business plan um, and kind of make estimates, maybe even run some tests. You should already have clients that are paying. You should, It's not one of those build it and they will come situations um, it's based on if you already have the clients or not. So just be aware of that. As far as like emotionally speaking, we've talked about the emotional value of having a commercial location. We've talked about the the value from a concentration uh, focus factor about having a commercial location. Um, but that being said, uh, if you are working from home, which because of the pandemic, man, it just it, made it really yeah. possible, which is really dope.
2: Not only that, but it actually proved... To a lot of people that you don't need a location because a lot of locations shut down, which means like their operation just halted because it was reliant on the location versus relying on the provider.
0: Mm. You know, you know, what's a really great in between opportunity that I know of. And Mm. I know a lot of people in L.A. that do this is that they have a separate
2: location for a feet finder.
0: No, <laughs> they have a separate location on their property. So yeah. for example, yeah. I know that like Warren Hewitt, his mm-hmm. studio is actually on his property, yep. but it's a separate entrance. Yeah. You know, um, so
2: does uh, out here in LA, there's a woodshed recording in Malibu. Uh, it's actually, there's a, a lot house, of studio, but the driveway has its own entrance with a little walkway that goes down to the studio. There you go. And then the house is about like 100 feet away.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of studios. This is going to be a little bit more custom. Either you have to build it yourself or yeah. um, it's just going to be very rare. Like if they're able to park and come around the back or something like yeah. that, that's going to be better. But that can get rid of a lot of tension as well from the family, keep privacy. Um, I know a lot of studios like this where where they're able to balance, separate. Um, and yeah, that's that's a really great in-between as well. Oh, yeah. So we're ju- this episode is sponsored by... The Mix Music Podcast. If oh. you're interested in getting technical, more technical tips on how to improve your mixes, your mastering, your songwriting, your production, go to Mix Music Podcast slash um slash exclusive. To get access to not only our entire library of exclusive episodes up until this point, but get two new episodes every single week. That's right. Me and Braden, we host the exclusive episodes of the Mixing Music Podcast. You get three times the amount of episodes. On top of that, all of the episodes that we've recorded into the past, they're all ad free. The exclusive episodes are ad free, and it's just absolutely wonderful. If you're interested in that, go to Mixing Music Podcast.com forward slash exclusive.
2: Okay. Yeah. So I kind of want to. Just put out tips out there for people who want to continue working from home, but want to be taken a little more seriously from home. If they do have people that they're trying to come over, Uh, for instance, like there are those who want to mix for people. They're starting out. Client doesn't really know them well enough. So they might want to sit in on a session. They may uh, want to produce for a client and say, oh, but I want to be there as you produce it so I can kind of like communicate my interests and like the direction that I'm looking for cool. You know, there there's going to be situations where paying for a studio to meet somebody there because you can't really trust them in your own home is not necessarily an option. You know, and I, you know, we, are all, we all go through that and that's totally okay. Uh, me and DK are lucky in the sense that there's in the mix, um, but that's not everybody's situation. Some people have to pay for that separation every time they need that separation and it gets expensive at first. Um, one of the hidden benefits of me working from home for so long is that I didn't have overhead. I didn't have to have my gear uh, in a separate room and then have my office separated. All that gear was just always there, but that's because I invested more in what I wanted to eventually be in a location. And that, you know, if you don't have $2,000 over overhead for a location per month, let's say that you just put 500 bucks per month into investing into a piece of gear. Sure. Gear doesn't have an ROI right away, but if you're looking to have a commercial studio eventually, why not just get the the hard cost out of the way first instead of trying to bail, pay the monthly and buy the hard cost at the same time? You know, sometimes you can actually grow into your space and just work from home for now. And part of that would be like buy yourself a nice desk. Get yourself some nice acoustic panels, really pretty up the space. Um, we've talked, to be- talked about this before on a previous episode where DK had mentioned um, he made more money at his studio shopping at Ikea than he did at Guitar Center this is extremely true because half the time, if you do have to invite somebody over, you want it to be at least somewhat aesthetic. You know, you want to have some nice lighting. So sometimes putting mood lights will help uh, the environment feel a little more professional. Getting yourself a nice desk might make it feel a little more professional. Having, um, you know, even if it's a cheap mic on a nicer stand, maybe with the headphones right next to it and this and that, you know, there's ways to pretty up the space without having to go expensive with it you know and you don't have to have a tube tech at home i'll be 100% honest uh, everybody that asked me about the you don't have to have
0: tech, a tube tech period but yeah seriously
2: i'd rather suggest you to a distressor all day long yeah, but, uh, um, but you know the point is to say like if uh, if you don't necessarily have the the ability to cover such an overhead right away you know and you want to be taken a little more seriously sometimes it's just a matter of prettying up your backdrop if you're the type to stream Right. If you stream, your backdrop matters a lot. For instance, DK got these white panels now. They used to be black, but it looks really aesthetic and white, and the lights actually shine nicely on them. Um, he has his shoes right above it with the Supreme box. They're all very aesthetic choices to put as the background. He has the the off white rug. rug. Yeah, Virgil. like all these things um, matter because we had a client named C. And um, she would come to the studio all the time. And I remember talking to her once and I was like, yeah, you know, we want to offer professionalism. We want to offer community. She's like, yeah, honestly, what sold me at first was the shoes on the rafters. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I'm like, it wasn't the speakers. It wasn't the mic. It wasn't the tube tech or anything. She's like, I don't even know what any of that is. It was the Kanye Bapes that were on the rafters. So Kanye shoes made the studio money, not my tube tech. Hold on.
0: Hold on. I want to be fair. Not just the Kanye shoes. The Kanye
2: babes. Okay. There you go. But see, that's that's the point I wanna make. You know, if if you feel like you can't be taken seriously from your own home, don't forget the importance of aesthetics and vibes. Because once again, even if you had a tube tech, if you're a douchebag, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> Like even if you had Kanye babes, on the rafters, if you're, I don't want to work with you. The the point is personality. Yeah. yeah, But if you're, if your concern is that it's hard to be taken seriously because you're working from home, just understand one thing. Um, I made way more money focusing on the experience of the client than I ever did focusing on what gear or desk I had. So anything that you want to invest into your space uh, to make it feel a little more professional, I would suggest to go more in the aesthetic route and kind of like, I guess you could say, um, the experience, for instance, if they are the type of people that like tea, having a few tea options and maybe a water kettle, uh, available is nice because then when they say, Oh, would you like some tea? They're like, Oh, sure. Uh, what do you have? And you just pull out maybe two or three options. Like I got green tea, black tea and throat coat for you. Singers love throat coat. Um, These little things get you taken a little more seriously without, hey, hey, don't make me coat your throat, DK.
0: What the frick?
2: (laughs) But, you know, point is, like, don't worry about getting a commercial location if the overhead is unmanageable right now. And don't doubt yourself because of it. Because I kid you not, there are many studios out here that, you know, they cover their overhead. Sure, that's great. But I bet you anything they'd make more money if they could lower the overhead, not necessarily lose a location. Just lowering their overhead would make them more money. So if you're at a starting point, don't focus so much on getting the location because the location will triple your income unless you can prove it. Like if you don't have a clientele right now, they don't just suddenly appear. You know, usually it's word of mouth and like recommendations from friends. And yes, you're going to have to advertise, but you should start offering yourself as a professional in these advertisements before offering your location, because if they only book you because of your location, the day that thing closes, your business is stopped.
0: That's true. So we're going to probably put a close to this. There's a few other things that I want to say. For example, it is the commercial versus physical physical location or sorry, commercial location versus your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not feasible for a lot of people. But um, at the same time, I do think that it is the right business move for a lot of people yeah. that are listening. Um, some, honestly, the location does make an effect at the very least, like find somewhere where it's like month to month, really low risk that you don't, something that you don't have to build into. Um, and if you find something really cheap as well, now the idea, for example, the idea, you also have to be pretty confident. And I think that
2: this is where you being extremely confident.
0: Yeah. This is where you being like a risk taker is, is going to play because for example, if the overhead of my cold house studio in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was about a thousand dollars a month, right? Uh, being in Utah, that was a lot of money. Yeah. Like, not even my two bedroom apartment cost a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. You know, so that was that was pretty big risk. And then on top of that, um, out here in LA, we have about the same amount of space, but like f- five times the amount of overhead. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's quite crazy. So it's it's pretty stressful, but at the same time. Um, if with good planning, with good, with good advertising, with good marketing, with good word of mouth, with great opportunity, um, if with great focus, uh, we're able to kind of make things work. That being said, yeah. um, that being said, there are some times where it's just not worth it. Sometimes, um, just, just play it smart. Be, use your head. But I do think that a lot of people that are listening right now that are trying to take that next step, I do think that a commercial location might be it, yeah. and I would at least recommend that you consider that for going full-time. Yeah. I have another uh, specific um, example, my good friend Randy Slaw from Salt Lake City. I remember he was a composer. He he's composes for uh, metal music. Like, Yeah, he does, I, like, I think
2: you introduced me to him. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's a really good guy. We go to the Grammys together, and he um he is a uh, wonderful producer as well. I remember when he used to work from home and then he switched, he quit his job to the, and then invested in a commercial location and he said that changed his life because the commercial location, something about it, either the stress of overhead forced him to work harder or something about it or maybe it's just like the fact that it's in a commercial location. He said that his income, income increased uh, by a multiple factor Mm-hmm. and uh he doesn't have to work his day job anymore, yeah, which is uh crazy to me because now his overhead is is much more, but mm-hmm. he was able to find a location that was affordable enough, and he was able to monetize and figure it out so good on him um congrats- congratulations Randy so th- I think there's a lot of stories I just it's just extremely scary it is a but if you're able to plan ahead, if you have the experience, if you have the delusional confidence you I would at least try again um I think that that's something to consider. That may be the next step for a lot of people. So on that note, um, we wish you the best. We hope that you can secure the bag.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Secure that shit.
0: Uh, We hope that, oh, we didn't even talk about from an artist
2: perspective. I don't think,
0: I don't think. As an
2: artist, I don't think it's necessary.
0: I don't think it's. Uh,
2: Unless you're signed to a label and the label's covering that cost for you. Like, you could be reinvesting that money into your marketing, your video content. Uh, you could be reinvesting all that location cost to something else. And worst case scenario, let's say that you just can't work from home. That's okay. Don't go and get something crazy expensive. Maybe just do, uh, for instance, like no, in the mix, even we do in residencies.
0: Even in like, si- if
2: you only work during the night because you have a day job as an artist, you're growing, you still don't have a full-time thing then cool, do a residency and work during those times. But having a full-on location, if you aren't able to cover that with only, I would say, safely 25% of what you make as an artist, then you probably shouldn't do it.
0: So I will say that, If actually, even if you can't focus from home, Mm -hmm. I would recommend that artists actually go through like whatever, exposure therapy, whatever. Um, I would recommend that you take the time to figure out a way that you can focus from home. Yeah. Because if you're the type of artist, and this is crazy because we own a studio, so I don't want to take money out of my own pocket here. Yeah, seriously. uh, We're literally
2: uh, saying artists go home.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But uh, like if... If you can figure out a way to get in the zone, to focus, to be able to pump out work for free using your own microphone, recording yourself without an yep. engineer, then that will save you so much money, and and it's going to be amazing. And 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 to be honest, even recently Ariana Grande posted uh, a video of her recording her own vocals from her own house in yep. her own Pro Tools rig. Uh, yep. It's something. It's a skill that must be learned eventually. Yeah. So I recommend that everybody goes through the 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 process of learning how to do that.
1: Yeah.
2: That
0: being said, it's okay. Sometimes you just want to get in the vibe. Sometimes you want to do a feature yeah. with another artist, and you want to rent a studio. At that point, I think you it's don't better want the to other
2: artist that you're doing a feature with to know where you live.
0: Yeah. So I'd rather I'd rather uh, pay less by only paying rent when I need to, like paying the studio rental yep. fee when I need to, rather than committing to a monthly expense.
2: Yeah. Because if you really think about it, even if uh Even if you could afford it. Right. Um, Why not just take that money and reinvest it back into your songs like you could record 20, 30 ideas from home and then be like, you know what? I really like these two. I feel like I could recut them better in a better spot with a better mic. That's great. But you definitely didn't feel that way about the other 28 ideas. Yeah. You know, so why spend that much overhead to just get rough ideas, Um, even at a label level? Um, with major artists that I've worked with, I've talked to the executives and they'll be like, dude, like I don't understand why they're spending all this money for you guys to go to these studios. Like they're wasting the budget. They could record all these ideas from home and they're gonna bring them to me anyways, and then I'm gonna fly them out to Nashville to re-record them anyways. Why spend two, three thousand dollars a day at these locations if we're gonna have to recut it anyways? Ooh, facts. Facts. You know, so once again, focus on your final output as far as a creative process just be creative and if you have a hard time being creative from home like dk said you know sometimes it's about the ritual sometimes you need to call your ex and bitch them out before you can start recording
0: uh yeah i'd recommend learning how to get into the zone to perform those rituals that sounds terrifying (laughs) uh perform you know get into the zone at home if you are an artist oh yeah uh that being said when you're ready we're here. When you're ready to, you know, get that vibe going at a studio that you can only get at a commercial location, um, you know, some people still want to rent a vehicle that they don't own.
2: Yeah. I would love to drive a Bentley even if it was for a day, but uh, I wouldn't want to own a Bentley because that cost is astronomical.
0: Yeah. So uh, if you, for whatever reason, <laughs> you're going to a high school reunion just to rent a Bentley, I don't know. Whatever reason you need to rent a Bentley <laughs> for, we're here for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah Sometimes you just do it just to do it.
0: Yeah, we're we're literally (laughs) comparing our studio to renting a Bentley, and I think that that is. I feel like it's
2: fairly accurate.
0: Fairly accurate.
2: I feel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, um, on that note, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. saucy.